The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Is this The Homance Chronicles? <clears throat> it is. We're getting started. Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is The Homance Chronicles. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I I'm Nicole. I just had a mini stroke, apparently. Yeah, I don't I didn't know how to follow that up. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, all right, yes, yes, you are at your own show. <laughs> and uh yep, um still here. So today we have a really fun guest with us. She's an international sommelier. And so we're going to give her that credit because it's it's due, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Welcome, Shelly Bynum. Just- Hi. Hi, Shelly. Could you briefly, very quickly, tell us what a sommelier is for those of us who may not know, uh, just in, in case. In the, in the simplest terms, a sommelier is um, a wine professional who mm. specializes in sales and wine pairing. So, um, and, and, you know, my joke is because I, I crossed the border and to back up that a half step, I live in Windsor and I work in Detroit and um, I cross the border every day. And when I get one of the, you know, fresh, young, new, wet behind the ears border guards, I'm like, what is this sommelier? I'm a professional wine drinker, let me trip. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's kind of the joke, but there's a lot of different types of wine professionals. And um, a sommelier specifically is dedicated more towards service, um, particularly in in a restaurant, but also in a wine bar or in um, in a sales perspective, um, and pairing wine with food, and very very focused on um, helping individuals figure out what wine is going to work for them, uh, you know, for whatever they're buying wine for, whether it is at a restaurant for a meal, whether they're just, oh yeah, I feel like rosé today, I'm going to go home and sit on the porch, or, you know, whether they have a big dinner planned, whatever the occasion is, we help them pair wine with that. So, uh, you know, that's a little bit different from being a wine scholar somebody who's writing um, articles about wine and there's a lot of crossover of course but um, you know sommeliers are um, really really generally focused on uh, the service sales restaurant retail side of things in general yeah my experience oh go ahead Sarah I was just gonna say with a side of booze in it Exactly, exactly. And it's not just wine. We have to know beer. We have to know spirits. Yeah. Um, and, That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on, uh, I'm studying with a, a sake samurai, which to me sounds so amazing. Um, I'm studying with a sake samurai now to up my sake game. And, you know, you, you've really got to know a lot of different levels of service. And you used to have to know cigars. You still have to know coffee at least in the basics of different types of of coffee service so you know if this sommelier gig fails I'll, i've got a great future ahead of me as a barista <laughs> <laughs> unless this 
unless this other thing pans out then right. you're gonna be okay <laughs> right right <laughs> your sake your sake guru what is his name? The sake samurai. Or the that sake samurai. Samurai. I was going to say geisha, but I knew that was wrong. There needs to be a sake geisha. How oh. awesome would that be? <laughs> or could you? <laughs> uh, so yeah, in my experience with sommeliers, the sales is kind of subtle or, or like it's not... Um, you as the person who's being sold to, you don't know you're being sold to. <laughs> right. And it, it, it's that um, I compare tapping into a samurai, to a, to a listen to me, I'm, I'm off on socket, tapping into a sommelier <laughs> when you're picking out wine, and, and particularly a really good sommelier, as um, taking that really great, honest gay friend with you shopping, the one who will say, yes, that makes your ass look fat. What are you thinking, you know, with that dress? Um, because in the end, we really want you to have a great experience with the wine, with uh, the event that you're having, with, um, you know, whatever out outcome you're gonna have. Because wine is so much more than just this alcoholic beverage that is in the glass. It is the experience that people have. It is the food that is shared, the conversations that is shared, the, the date that they have, whether good or bad, the sex that they have, whether good or bad, you know, wine is so much more than just liquid in a bottle. If we want liquid in a bottle, we've got water for that. So, <laughs> it, you know, wine fills this, this other niche and as sommeliers, um, you know, we want to guide you and help you make those decisions that you're really going to be happy with. You know, that pair of jeans that you just feel like, yes, I'm rocking this and my ass looks fabulous. Thank you very much. You know, yeah, and that you end up spending like way more than you planned on because mm -hmm. you love it so much. And then but, that's how you guys make money. <laughs> but totally worth it because they fit so well. And yes, every exactly. time you put it in your mouth, it's delicious. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be that super expensive bottle of wine. You know, I would rather sell you three or four bottles of a $20, $25 bottle of wine that you're going to love and come back for than that one bottle of $100, $150 wine. And then I never see you again. See, I would prefer, because then I would come back to you for more. Like if yeah. you're going to tell me, yeah, this is going to be, you're going to sell me on this $200 out of my budget bottle. I'm going to be sad. And I'm going to be like, I got to buy it because I can't say no because I already invested in this. And then next thing you know, you're drinking it out of spite and you're kind of getting resentful. It's not an enjoyable wine anymore. <laughs> right. And if that happens, then I haven't done my job of yeah. you know, sort of reading the situation and asking the questions and, oh, yeah, you know, she would be so much happier with this bottle over here where you get a lot of bang for your buck. And you still have money left over to go get that great pair of jeans and the, the wonderful shoes that go with it. <laughs> Shelly knows. <laughs> Shelly gets it. The last time that I had a sommelier recommend a wine to me, I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm looking for X or whatever. And I don't even remember what I asked for. And then they could just tell my level of bougie I think without me even saying anything right so they were like well we have this rosé with some effervescence and I was like <laughs> of course you do of 
of course that makes sense for me. <laughs> she one day ordered a drink and had like had fucking gold flakes in it. And I was like, what is in gold? And, and like dried ice? I'm like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm drying my beverage. <laughs> because it should be an experience. And if you're gonna, you know, be out and treat yourself, treat yourself. <laughs> I love it. It makes me so happy though. <laughs> but that's, and, and Nicole, you hit on such a great point because um, a, a part of, and you know, this is one of those words that with COVID and everything that we have been going through for the last year plus, I'm starting to hate, but self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of that, as much as I've grown to hate that term, a part of really taking care of who you are and what you love is spending money on wine that you know you will enjoy. And again, I don't mean going out and spending, you know, three figures or more dropping a paycheck on that bottle. But if you up your wine game from the $9 bottle, which is the average that we spend in the United States on a bottle of wine to $20 a bottle, you're making this leap your jump and you're able to get wines that are not mass produced and you're getting into some great little Italian and little French gems and let's face it how many of us wouldn't mind getting into a little Italian I, you know <laughs> that's another story um <laughs> or the little Italian can get into me I don't know <laughs> yeah but not so little but it, it's also another story so, um, <laughs> we're with you we are with you uh-huh. i mean if i could have an italian who'd also you know serve me italian wine then easy <laughs> easy <I'm> pushing it <laughs> one thing at a time bro <laughs> and one of the things that i really promote and advocate first of all is champagne every day champagne every and why is this just out of curiosity well, first of all, champagne, I, you know, I refer to all sparklings, period, but champagne specifically is vitamin S. We all need a little sparkle in our lives every single day. And you can get a great champagne. And I, I will say this, and I'm holding it up to the screen. I know you guys are, are listening, um, won't see this, but this, I am drinking a L'Armandier Bernier 2013. And this is just an exquisite champagne. This champagne tastes like standing on this cliff above the sea in this amazing gown that was made just for you, that curves and sparkles in all of the right places. And the sea spray is coming up, but not so high that it messes with your hair and makeup. You know, everything is remaining perfectly mm-hmm. in place. And you have Amen. phenomenal high heel shoes on that are comfortable. And um, next to you is this guy in a tight black t-shirt hand feeding you raw oysters. <laughs> that is what this champagne tastes like. And we all need that so, in our lives every day. Do you write these descriptions out for people <laughs> on occasion? Because that was intense. <laughs> and I, uh, I am starting what does that taste like (laughs) yeah and this is because for me champagne and wine period is an experience it's not just the flavor it's an experience 
And, you know, I started comparing red wines to um, Will Smith. Love you, Will Smith. This is with all the respect in the world. But, um, (laughs) you know, Will Smith. Here we go. Body, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air era. Will Smith, you know, lean and muscular, like Independence Day. Will Smith post-COVID body, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what kind of red wine do you want? Which one of those Will Smiths do you want? And a lot of times I ask people too, um, you know, if, if you're talking about a wine and put it into the personality of a singer or an actor that you love, tell me that person. Because wines have a personality and it's not just about the flavor, it's about the experience and how they make you feel. And you know, are you, are you sitting down and feeling relaxed and having fun with all of this full body flavor, like watching Will Smith standing there with his little baby belly out there and loving every moment of it. We all need some. I love him. I do too. <laughs> and in case anybody doesn't know, he's like trying to take over social media with his weight loss and is showing off his worst shape body that is just normal. <laughs> Oh my god! I know, and that it's just state body is still so cute. So I know it's cool. like you, okay, you just turned into a dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, there he is—the Midwest dad we all knew he was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, he had to go through that whole like entanglement mess, so it might be a little bit of stress weight, but. <laughs> I just made a face. <laughs> so yeah. you're like a safe space sommelier is what I'm understanding. You really yes. do it for the people. Yes. Yes. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and, and another thing that I really advocate is don't let anybody tell you what you're tasting or fuss at you for what you like. If you want that wine a little bit colder than recommended or a little bit warmer than recommended, drink it. If you want that- Do you, boo-boo. Roll their eyes at, drink it. If you want to put ice cubes in your red wine, do it because (laughs) nobody is experiencing that taste the way you are. You had some- Okay, this makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) That one was a little tough for you to get out. (laughs) And I asked people to experiment. You know, if you like to put ice cubes in your red wine, then why don't you try putting it in the refrigerator for a few minutes and you're not going to get that alcohol water down and, you know, and try that. Yeah. But um, celebrate where you are in your wine journey. Embrace it, love it, drink it, but explore. I feel like this is a metaphor for life. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I can apply this to anything to be And I feel like frank. you should also take on a career as a romance author. <laughs> Absolutely. I know one who could probably co-author with you. <laughs> and speaking of My romance, goodness. So, you know, I prefer wine, but I also by default, usually go to wine if I'm out because I can't drink beer um, because I have a a gluten sensitivity, right? And so the biggest, I don't know, turnoff is like 
with men who are like, I don't know anything about wine or I don't know, kind of dismiss you because you can't just like have casual beer or whatever. I don't, the whole thing is weird to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering like for your, from your perspective, if you're like out on dates or something and you have all this wine knowledge, <laughs> is it intimidating to them? Is it like a turnoff to men? Do you only date men who are into wine too? <laughs> That's a great question. And um, yes, it is crazy intimidating okay. um, to, to men. That's what I have found. And, you know, I will, I will date you wherever you are, if you are intriguing, uh, <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, whatever kind of swill you're drinking, you've got screech on your shelf. That sounds a little like me, but um, I'm just a curious human being. So I don't understand that. Right, right. But I just wonder why is it so intimidating to yeah. men? Like when there, I know there's men out there who love wine and champagne and stuff too, but we're in the Midwest. I think it's so. I pretty sure it's the enunciation of everything is really what's catching people. <laughs> and it, it it is really tough you know the number of guys and you know I can describe them I, and I'm sure you've seen them um and sorry if I'm jumping into stereotypes um bald goatee mustache a little bit of a beer belly you know and, and I only drink beer and sorry gentlemen mm -hmm. listeners who fit that stereotype love you sounds like a republican converted many of you <laughs> but yeah you know that is that is a real issue here in the Midwest for single women. And, I, you know, it's just like anything else. If you are a strong, confident woman who knows what she likes, you have to tread that area carefully. And unfortunately, I don't have any advice there other than, you know, there's a few wines that I recommend to guys who are beer drinkers that they try. Otherwise, you know, it's just, all right, you order what you like. I order what I like because taste is a very personal thing. We all experience it differently. Well, yeah. The guy who actually likes wine, is there a stereotype? That way I can narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know. We're going to do a dating app. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to create a dating app solely based on how people drink, I think is our next step, really, honestly. TM, registered trademark. I don't know how we protect that patent pending home oh. right and you know so the guy that that has that loves wine um a little bit longer hair i won't i won't say man bun specifically um fuller facial hair um usually leather you know brown yes uh you know but brown or black pants with um or blue pants rather with brown shoes um very into natural orange wines. Let me see what you've got that's off the menu and you know, or, or off the beaten path. And yeah, <laughs> that just at least not like too extreme. All of those guys, but yeah, <laughs> man. I will so, say, you know, my older son, um, honey, I love you. You're in Toronto. I know you're not going to hear this unless you go out to see what mommy's doing, but he fits that stereotype. Oh. <laughs> completely <laughs> well you did raise him uh, yeah yeah 
<laughs> painted a picture. You painted a picture. Right. <laughs> so I have a, so I'm curious to know, I don't know how to define what I taste. I just know it tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. How do you help people like me <laughs> who don't know what they're tasting or what they're looking for and can't describe it? That's that. Oh, what a wonderful question. The very first thing you have to do is figure out sweet, not sweet. And in the wine, okay. you know, we have all of these crazy fucked up definitions and we do this to ourselves. Right. So dry. Yeah. Like Texas. Yes. Yes. Well, what's dry? <laughs> dry is not sweet. So why don't you just call it not sweet? But we don't do that. We call it dry. And there's different types of sweetness. And one of the questions I ask people is, uh, you know, do you want a wine that is sugary sweet? Do you want a wine that is fruity sweet or, or fruit forward? And that means, you know, the very first thing that you taste when you drink it is sort of this explosion of fruit, but it, you wouldn't necessarily call it sweet. And, um, Another question that I ask people is, how do you take your coffee or your tea? So if you tend to like coffee that has a lot of creamer in it or milk, then Mm. you're not going to like wine that is really high in tannin. And so tannin is that bitterness that we find in coffee and in tea. You know, how many of us have had Mm -hmm. iced tea and you just, oh, somebody give me the sugar and the lemon, please. Um, that's tannin. Tannin is in nuts. It's in, uh, most witty, uh, herbs and vegetables. It is that bitterness that we have in the skins of fruits. So the best way to experience tannins and the way sugar and tannin balance out is to take two grapes and peel one of the grapes and you eat just the thinner the, the peeled grape of, uh, of one of those grapes and experience and take in all of that sweetness. And then you eat just the skins. And when you do that, your mouth really dries out. And it's almost like, you know, your mouth is Velcro or that sensation of eating peanut butter without the jelly. And that, yeah. that sensation of tannin, that sensation of black coffee or unsweetened iced tea and then I have people, you know, eat the grape, the second grape, which is whole and unpeeled, and you experience that balance between the sugar and the tannin. So, um, and, you know, and oh man, that's a cool that. trick. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if if you like um, really strong black coffee that has a lot of that bitterness, then go for those big, bold, young, new world reds that have that tannin that just kind of you know, turns your face inside out and, and makes you pucker. Um, if you like a little bit of cream in your coffee, then go for European wines that are a little bit older and more mature. Go for new world wines, reds that tend to be more fruit forward. And, uh, you know, go for what we call drier. And I'm making quotey fingers around the word drier. Drier white <laughs> wine. And, you know, if you like, um, and over here, you know, Tim Hortons, is you know, a, a real, I'm surprised they don't worship there on Sundays in Canada. Tim Hortons. <laughs> they have a following like the Chick-fil-A <laughs> following does in the States. It's cr- incredible. Right. And, you know, but most of us know the double-double, you know, two creams, two sugars. But there's this thing mm-hmm. that I come across every once in a while when I'm in line at Tim's getting my tea 
to golf cart before I go across the border called the four by four. Oh, y'all are, y'all are on a first name basis, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. First, first name basis. But there's this thing called the four by four, four creams, four sugar okay. in your coffee. Huh. You know, that just, that turns. It's aggressive. Yes. That's aggressive. And, you know, if, if you like your coffee or your tea, that, um, sweetened and, and changed, then you need to be looking at sweet wines. You know, you need to be looking at, um, Brichetto and Moscatos and things like that. But even in the sweet wine world, there is, um, adult sweet wines, you know, that have a lot of elegance and grace to them and this nice balance of acidity. And then there are um, what I call the I'm barely legal and I just want to drink my face off sweet wines. Yeah. You know, hopefully we all leave behind us after that first blackout at age 18 or 19. Hello, Boone's Farm. Yeah. Is it? Yes. I was going to say, is that the old Boone's Farm we're getting yeah. out there? <laughs> oh my gosh. On Mother's Day, my mom and I both came to the realization that our first drink was Boone's Farm because... <laughs> Their Wi-Fi password is Boone's Farm. So of course I was like, that's my, that was the first drink I ever had. My mom was like, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you're, you know, 15 or 16 and you can't afford anything and somebody else is buying it for you. (laughs) Right. Boone's Farm was my first drunk and I will never forget being that sick and I never want to go there again. (laughs) That's so funny. My first drunk was actually Bacardi Limon. Ooh. from the bottle oh oh honey i'm so sorry <laughs> i learned some things uh-huh. learned a lot of things that night <laughs> but see my first like yeah my first like blackout experience from sorry that was my dog sneezing my first blackout experience from my from alcohol that well or a spirit was also bacardi limon a spirit no way. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, Bacardi, I did not know we shared this. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But yeah. Nicole. I know. <laughs> we both have an aversion to Bacardi <laughs> Limon because of our first blackout. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly, you've witnessed history. For... I don't know if you yeah. realize this. We've known each other for a for decade. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, history in the making. Have awful nicknames for it, you know, like yeah, the the Asti spew on me, which, (laughs) (laughs) and I still, you know, and and I love Scalante. Scalante is just Italian for sparkling wine, and I love a really beautiful, elegant Asti Scalante. But that experience and that nickname, uh, you know, and, and I will say, I went to, and I'm dating myself here. Uh, because I don't know if they're doing it anymore. I went to a college that was on the Playboy party list way back when we were famous for making this thing called. Honey. I don't know. I and think there's like only fans lists and so on and so forth. Okay. Now. Yeah. I didn't know if okay. people did that, but. I'd prefer to be in a Playboy party over that. So. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> but uh, you know, some of those, some of those early impressions die hard (laughs) but i know know too we've only got a few minutes left and i do want to um give some really uh 
what I, it, valuable advice that was given to me when I was um, baffled by wine selections, and I actually still am, you know, I walk into some wine selections and it's just so, but um, most wine that is made in the United States is bulk produced. And that means there isn't necessarily, uh, you know, even if it, if it says Napa Valley or something on it, there aren't necessarily um, restrictions in place as to what you can put on it. The exceptions to that are Oregon and Washington State. So if you have a lot of headaches with red wines particularly, um, if you have a lot of issues and, and or if you just really want to up your wine game and get out of wines that are bulk produced and that are more um, boutique produced and more hands-on, look for Oregon, Washington State. Um, but then if you're, you know, if you're in Myers or Kroger or wherever in that wine selection, go to Europe. Look at the French wines, look at the Spanish wines, look at the Italian wines. Chances are that you're the bang for your buck in Europe. If you spend $12.99 on a bottle from France or from Italy versus $12.99 on, you know, gosh, that that bottle from in California looks really great. The bang for your buck is going to be so much more from the European wine. And the quality is going to be so much higher. The, um, you know, the, the limits on what they're able to do with it, what they're able to put in it are so much higher. So, you know, if you, if you really just kind of want a simple way to up your game, just grab the European wine. Doesn't mean, doesn't matter if you can't pronounce it. You don't have to pronounce it. You just have to drink it and enjoy it. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Shiraz. Mm-hmm. And I typically go for the Australian Shiraz or a Malbec if I need to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would spend, you know, good money on those because they're not very common. And, you know, you only get two choices usually. Right. So for Shiraz um, and Shiraz, the other name for that is Syrah. Syrah and Shiraz are the same thing. Petite okay. Syrah and Syrah are different. But uh, Syrah, Shiraz, mm-hmm. same grape. Um, look for a South African Shiraz. Okay. One of my favorites is uh, from a winemaker called Tukara in South Africa. We do carry that at House of Pure Ben on Woodward, downtown Detroit. Um, yeah. The thing is look for <laughs> Rhone wines. You know, look, look for okay. wines from the Rhone Valley in, in France. Those Shiraz are really incredible. And, you know, it, those Syrahs are, um, you get smoked meat. It's, it's like if you, if you took a smoked piece of pork belly and put it in a glass and put black fruit on top of it and then fresh herbs and fresh cracked black pepper and then sprinkled violets on top of it, that's a Syrah from the Rhone Valley that's really well. You are a descriptor. Sure. <laughs> a one of these descriptions i'm just saying it right now you're painting pictures and i prayed it's a miracle how are you doing this and with malbec malbec is a bordeaux varietal a lot of people don't remember that or, or realize that but in bordeaux malbecs are the backup singers you know they're the, they're, they're the supremes they're not diana and that's in fine bordeaux. 
Um, but a little bit further south, there's this area called Cahors, C-A-H-O-R-S, Cahors. And the Malbecs from Cahors are so elegant and so beautiful. And generally, really, really, really reasonably priced because nobody's heard from them. So there's not the commercial demand that you have for Malbec like you have from Argentina. But if you're crazy about Argentinian Malbec, go for the high altitude Malbecs, um, Uco Valley in Mendoza, and you know some of some of those areas that uh, just produce gorgeous, gorgeous Malbecs. So you had also. I'm so happy this is recorded. She <laughs> <laughs> was not taking notes. <laughs> I was not at all. I was just captivated by the descriptions. <laughs> I know, I saw you were mesmerized. <laughs> um, but you did really mention was. like, if you get headaches from red wine, which, you know, sometimes I do, or um, or like the, the extra sweet ones, like I tend to not drink those anyway, because it's just not my thing. But um, also sometimes I can get like swollen and red fingers and stuff from like the sulfites mm -hmm. and i've tried to go more like organic or vegan and it doesn't always help um but any tips for like if you have if you love wine but you have like a physical body reaction yeah. that tells you no you shouldn't <laughs> and so and and so first we'll address headaches and there's this thing called the the um rwh the red wine headache and for 95% of the people that experience a red wine headache, they, um, and I've been there, you know, I have been this person that's saying, well, you know, I just, I can't tolerate the tannins and you should something about red wine. And what it comes down to is drink your water. Make sure that, <laughs> <laughs> that your, that your water consumption Secrets Right. And your wine consumption is equal. Um, and if you drink a lot of caffeine through the day, so if you're drinking, and, and again, I'm a Southern girl, you know, iced tea, I'm iced tea all day long. Well, that has caffeine and it's dehydrating. And same thing with coffee. If you're drinking a lot of caffeinated drinks, you have to drink a lot of water on top of that to make sure that your body is properly hydrated. And, uh, you know, if, so if you're drinking, if you get coffee in the morning, and, you know, like me, I was drinking iced tea all day long. And then I went to red wine and nary a drop of water would touch my lips. I was so dehydrated by the time I got that to that red wine that, you know, first glass in, I had this, you know, this, this huge dehydration headache. And it stopped when I really started getting serious about drinking water. And, um, you know, if you are going to, make alcohol a part of your life, which I have, you have to really get serious about your water consumption. And yeah, that's a very good sure. point. Yeah, because you know, there's times that I, I taste so much wine and even though I'm spitting it out, I'm still absorbing some of that alcohol and I'll come out at the end of the day. And I know you guys can't see this, um, but I'm looking at my fingertips right now checking and my fingertips will look like I just got out of the bathtub they're that shriveled because the alcohol has, you know, sucked up that much moisture from my body, even though I'm spitting it and, it, and it's not entering my system and I'm not getting drunk off of it. 
you still absorb a little bit and it absorbs that moisture. Sarah, I love that face you're making right now. That <laughs> is my face when I learned I'm this. Shocked. Right. So um, I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. So drink water. And a lot of us don't want to admit that. You know, no, it's I have a sensitivity to tannins. No, you just didn't drink enough water. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not drinking enough water. I used to get really bad headaches from what I, you know, thought were a couple other things. And it just turned out <laughs> my friend's dog just opened my door. It just turned out that I wasn't drinking enough water. <laughs> I know. I really feel like this episode is more like life lessons with Shelly versus just wine <laughs> lessons because everything's like a metaphor for other things. Life. Hydrated. It'll yeah. stay hydrated. Your skin. And, well, wine <laughs> is life. So there you go. <laughs> and then for sulfur and sulfite, this is a really sticky wicket right now. And oh, I just saw the door close magically. Yeah, he's good at that. No, not really. My friend just came and closed the door for us. I was, I was about to say, can you train my dog? Thousand dollars a minute. Um, so, so sulfur, sulfur has been used in the winemaking process for thousands of years. Um, you know, the use of sulfur in wine is as old as wine itself, and the key is. Um, finding wines that are made with that hands-on process um, because when and where you add sulfur and how it impacts the wine and the pH of the wine is what is key in making sure that you don't have a reaction to it. So if you don't add sulfur to the wine, it's very difficult to preserve the wine and make sure that it's going to stay stable over a period of time. And in um, the United States, if you have an organic wine in the United States, you're not allowed to use any sulfur in it. And so that's mm -hmm. why you don't see a whole lot of organic wines in the United States. You see a lot of organic wines from other New World countries. And New World is anything outside of Europe. So Argentina, Chile, um, Australia, New Zealand, all of, of those areas, Canada, and um, then of course, old world wines. When you see organic wines made there, they are allowed to use sulfur, but it has to be kept below a certain level of certain um, parts per million. And the majority of the wines that are made in Europe are already below that parts per million threshold. And okay. so it, if you are buying wines from a very small winery where it's very hands-on and they're able to test the pH and that the winemakers are, you know, not just sort of providing this recipe to all of their acolytes who are, are learning and, and don't really know anything. Um, and, you know, every year they're doing the same thing to try and create the same taste um, barefoot. And I make fun of barefoot. Um, and that's a long story that we can talk about later, but that's a, a wine that makes <laughs> They're like the new age bones farm to me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, some cousins of mine started barefoot in the seventies to pay for what they wanted to do and sold it off. And then it was sold off again. So it's been sold a few times over, but 
you know, anyway, there's, there's a family history there. So I make fun of barefoot a lot because even when um, my cousins, That's funny. It, they said, this wine is shit. so to barefoot drinkers out there, I apologize, but you can do better. You can do better. <laughs> it's like that shit. <laughs> you can do better. No, you can, you know. deserve better. Right. <laughs> you, you deserve better. You deserve better. <laughs> you got, up, you got out of your house and no. went and bought something, buy better. Right. 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 And, you know, wine, unlike men, you can buy that. And you can control the quality that's coming into your life easier <laughs> than, than you can. There's a label. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, so if, if you are seeking out those smaller wineries, and again, this is where that, you know, if you up your wine spending game to about $20 a bottle, um, it is a real life changer because you're able to get wines, even at, at $17, $18 that are hands-on, that are a little bit more finely crafted. Um, you can get a lot of great European wines at that price point. And they're paying more attention to the sulfur that's put in there. And you're not in, you know, basically a, a covered warehouse football field full of wine tanks where every tank and every grape, no matter what, gets this recipe, regardless to what the grapes that year were like coming in. Because every year is different. And, you know, grapes may be a little bit more ripe this year, a little less ripe that year. Something else may be going on in the vineyard that you don't know about. And... Uh, it changes and the winemaking needs to change with each year to adapt to what's happening out in the vineyard. And those different vintages should taste a little bit different, a little bit special, a little bit unique. There should be that shift and change between years. You know, and I think about tomatoes. Um, you know, how many of us have purchase tomatoes from the stand because I do not grow tomatoes. I am not that talented. Um, or those of us that have grown tomatoes and said, you know, these tomatoes that I got in and put in my salad, they just weren't as good as last year. Oh my gosh, they're so much better than the ones we had last year. I would marry this tomato if I could. <laughs> and it's the same thing. <laughs> I like that analogy a lot, actually, because I grew up with garden tomatoes from my dad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go and buy store-bought tomatoes and you're like, this is cardboard. You're literally just cutting up red cardboard and putting it in your mouth. They're s- stupid. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I grew up with family grown tomatoes and I have tried and failed to grow tomatoes. I am <laughs> And, you know, so I, I have like other maybe two grow tomatoes for me. <laughs> you got so, the hook on the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe you guys could start some sort of trade exchange, you know, right. mm-hmm. tomatoes for Syrah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of tomatoes, I think. <laughs> Well, so if people wanted to be able to ask you about like their particular wine that they're into or go, you know, where can they go um, to contact you? Or I know um, also with the store on Woodward that you mentioned earlier, House of Pure Vin, um, you know, give us a little scoop on like what they carry and, you know, how you can help people when they come in. Oh, absolutely. So, right. Um, House of Pure Vin, and it's V-I-N, Vin, um, and uh, House of Pure Vin has a really fantastic boutique selection of wines, and we start at about um, 
$14 a bottle. And we can go up to mortgage payment. You know, if you want to drop a mortgage payment, if you want to drop a paycheck on a bottle of wine, I can help you do that. But the majority of our wines are under $80. You know, people walk into the That's pretty reasonable. But the majority (laughs) of them, and we have um, close to a thousand different wines in the store. And at least 85% of them are $80 or under. And that's um, remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the majority of these wines are not wines that you're going to see in big box stores. There's a little bit of crossover. And where you see crossover, that's where we have personal relationships with those winery owners. We very intentionally seek out minority winemakers and um, women winemakers. And we have tastings and uh, brunches and dinners and all sorts of events like that, that will be starting up again um, in the early summer. I don't want to say specifically because right. every time <laughs> the COVID numbers go up, but uh, we are hoping to have our tastings back in place and the ability to order a glass of wine or half bottle of wine and sit on our newly licensed patio on Woodward and enjoy that. We hopefully will have all of that in place by this summer. Um, We also have a staff of wine professionals and they will ask those same sorts of questions that I mentioned earlier. How do you take your coffee or tea? You know, like um, fruity sweet or sugary sweet and uh, you know, help find that best bottle that suits you not the most expensive bottle that suits what you're looking for but the the right flavor the right profile for what you are looking for that that fits that information that you give us we also have uh classes i teach a free zoom class on monday nights and um if you're interested in that all you have to do is go to houseofpurebin.com and there's a contact us page and, and just say, I want to get in on the Monday night class or look up House of Pierbin on Eventbrite. And I always try to make sure that we are a resource for information. So you can come into the store cool. and talk to us or you can email us and say, okay, I'm planning this dinner. I've got this new boyfriend and his mom is coming over and I really got to impress her and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and you know, and we will um, give you advice for that. But I will say, I love the high-low situations. So, you know, I am completely that person who will go to Penny Reds, you know, the fried chicken place over behind Shiola and get a fried chicken dinner uh-huh. and get home and serve champagne with it. <laughs> and instead of saying that bitch he copped out on dinner and she got fried chicken for us I'm gonna be oh my gosh she served fried chicken for us with champagne and it was so good because uh-huh. wines and a lot of high-end wines and champagne in particular are great with junk food you want you know you want something to go with a taco truck taco get a really nice burgundy, uh, champagne, again, a really nice Bordeaux or, um, burgundy, or even that great big, um, Tuscan red, super Tuscan with, 
Coney Island. <laughs> you know, and I even, uh, you know, which chicken McNuggets, pick your sauce. I'll pair wine with that. Okay. <laughs> I would 100% <laughs> attend an event where we had the junk food, like the local Detroit junk food paired with really nice wines. <laughs> like I'd go, I'd show up. And that is where I live because I'm not cooking all of this crazy fancy food at home. I come home and I am tired and I am worn out and I don't want to do my, and I just want, you know, I just want to throw everything in a single pot tonight. When we get done, I'm doing this, um, you know, beef udon that was from my meal prep service that I get. And I'm putting a really fantastic wine with that but everything is already done for me. I just have to throw it in a pan and cook it. And how easy is that? I love those time-saving things because my time is worth money and I am worth saving that time. And I'm also worth spending the money on wine. So go get your vintage. More life. Spend $80 on a bottle and put it with your Penny Reds or your Popeyes or your KFC. Every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I really enjoy you as a human being. I just, <laughs> I just love the way it translates into real life all the time. This is amazing. You've got it figured out. Hey, I'm upset. Hey. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you record that clip and send it to the next guy that I go out with on a date just to say, oh, she's got it figured out. You know, just anyway. Oh, I thought you would want us to send him the part where you're like, just feed me KFC and serve me a good champagne. Like, I, that's the key to my life. Yeah, that would actually, I think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you would, you'd win a couple of them at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> God, I love it. So um, House of Pure Vin also has an Instagram as well. Um, and then you mentioned the website, because I just want to be clear that you're classes that you're doing right now are on zoom so if people aren't in the area um and aren't like in detroit they can follow them online or join you on zoom you know absolutely and house of Pure yeah, Red, which uh, is so we, cool right and we ship across country um so cool yeah uh most states i don't want to say all 50 states because we haven't shipped to all 50 yet so but uh the majority of them we are able to ship to um, we have people that join us for the Zoom classes from Tuscany throughout uh, a lot of Canada into the United States, down in Mexico. You know, we've got people from all over the place that hop in and join us on Mondays. And occasionally we offer a tasting kit that you can purchase for the classes to taste along with me. You know, if we're talking about something like sparkling wines, for example. Um, but for the most part, the classes are just all about how to break down those walls, knock wine off its pedestal, and, you know, just give it sort of a, a giant fuck you to that, that big, you know, stayed and stuffy wine persona and just carve it out, carve your place out and enjoy the wine that you want to enjoy the way you want to enjoy it. And if that's a $5,000 burgundy, with a taco truck taco, go for it. <laughs> Life lessons, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's like that really, really expensive bra 
that you get that you spend a couple hundred dollars on and you throw the cheap t-shirt over it and you go grocery shopping in it and you just like, well, I'm at Myers, but yeah, I'm feeling good. The girls are out, you know, it's that kind of <laughs> you get in your step and wine can do that just as well as that super expensive broth <laughs> that tastes better. <laughs> I believe it. Oh my goodness. Well, you've been just a pure joy to have on the show. A treat. Thank you so Delightful. much. Delightful. Uh, so we are going to move into out of girl time. So um, <laughs> yeah, we don't have a theme song for it. Maybe we should. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sound of bank popping. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm excited because usually safe space sommelier comes to save the day again <laughs> well usually if it's an girl situation I am rewarding myself with a glass of champagne anyway so I might as well put the sound in the episodes yep <laughs> um, so girls are just yeah. uh, little you know pats on the back positive notes um, things that we're either proud of or good that happened to us and Sarah, I don't know. Are, do you have one queued up? Are you ready to go? Because I'm, I, oh, yeah. I crushed so it yesterday. Prepared. You ready for this? Yes. I know. My turn. Yesterday. It's just the strangest day ever. It's like, it's almost re- retrograde time, but it's not yet, but it feels like it is. So I just had a ton of stuff to manage yesterday. Um, and I ended up a- accomplishing, I-, I left my house. I got prepared and went into public yesterday. I proceeded to um, drive from like the Detroit area to Ann Arbor. And then I went from Ann Arbor to Brighton to drop off a phone because I got a new phone this weekend. Ow. That's a part of my attic girl. <laughs> and then I went from Brighton back to the Detroit area. And then I went from Detroit area back out to like commerce. No, no, I stayed here last night. I was here last night. <laughs> and then I got home after running around and doing, you know, business lady phone calls and all this stuff. I mowed my lawn. I cleaned up my house. I, I clean, I changed the furnace or the fridge filter for my water. And I cleaned out my water bottle finally after I found it in my Jeep to start using it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty good, pretty good stuff. I mean, there's not one, just it's a whole day. I'm proud of me for the whole day. <laughs> well, and it was a Monday, so extra kudos for being productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I normally come in here with these like big giant things that tend yeah. to happen to me. Where's your chores? Than... Huh? What? What'd so you say? where are your chores at? Where's your, oh, your yeah, laundry no. accomplishments? Where's your chores? No, it's, well, no, it's still not chores, but so I, um, <laughs> I have been having a lot of, you know, allergy issues per use, but seemingly worse than normal. And I've been going to an acupuncturist to try and combat it without just, you know, eating more pills. And so I told her, I was like, you know, I feel like the acupuncture is working, but I still need something in between appointments because I'm sneezing way too much. Like it's uncomfortable how much I sneeze. So I bought an air purifier. Sneezing dramatically went down. I went down from like 
let's just say I was sneezing 60% of the time to now maybe like 15% of the time. Where, so you need two more. <laughs> where, did you, where did your air purifier, where did you hook that up? Oh, well, I move it around with me. Okay. <laughs> so, Reiterating, you're going to need two more. <laughs> well, no, so the one I got is actually. She's just got it on her neck. <laughs> she looks like Flava Flav. She's just got an air purifier right here on walk. her neck at all times. It's, totally, it's adorable. <laughs> um, actually, so if I'm going to be in my office, which is the room I'm in currently, like all day long, then I will put it in here with me if I'm having a rough go. But otherwise, I'll put it in my living room because the one that I bought has like a turbo motor. And so it can pretty much do my whole house in a couple hours. Turbo motor. <laughs> well, and it's smart. It senses when it needs to turn on. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, that can be applied to so many other appliances that we need in our lives. Oh, yeah. People. I'm leave that there. Oh, look, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's my, um, sort of, I guess that's an added girl, right? I stopped sneezing. Well, yeah, you, you treated yourself too. I invested to be more comfortable. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. No, you're welcome. <laughs> Shelly, uh -huh. after hearing ours, I mean, obviously there's not a high bar oh, here. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fold your laundry today? Anytime this week yet? <laughs> That's usually my go-to. Uh, I um, I put in two Instacart orders today. So, you know, and I add a girl, one for um, my groceries, and then another one for everything that I forgot on the first Instacart order. <laughs> and I got my garbage and recycling out on time. Yes. And, you know, me after, too, bro. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and after, you know, so I will say this and, you know, there's, I know there's a little bit of a time delay here. Um, I got stuck down in, in uh, Georgia this week with the gas shortage. So were you driving? Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. And so after being there for an extra couple of days and that, you know, kind of, oh my gosh, I would love to be stuck back down, you know, at the, the cottage on the lake where it's very nice and peaceful, but I've got to get home because work and, and all of those things that, you know, consume us that we have to get done and my cat and, oh yes, laundry. Um, you know, I, I uh, made it through, um, got home and, you know, I'm just proud that I got my shopping done that's my yes that's my accomplishment that, for this week so far yes yeah I, I mean, it's the I, little I, things man yes and you know i i will say again the shopping um here in windsor lockdown number three week six of lockdown number three i tried to go today to home depot because i wanted to buy paint to paint my bathroom. That was my goal for the day. And that was going to be my, yes, I got this done. Bathrooms are small. I can paint this in a day off. And they would not let me in because we're on lockdown. Well, so you can come here. 
I went home and opened a bottle of wine and thought, okay, I'll just uh, do my laundry and take it as a sign from the first that you need more wine. You needed a break (laughs) and a break and and to do your laundry, apparently. I'm with you. I mean, the universe was like, no, you were going to pick the wrong color today. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's going to be, you're going to be devastated about it for the rest of the time. It's painted that color. You're going to hate it. You didn't want that steely blue. You want to go this way instead. <laughs> you want that nice green and the cream because you've got cream tile. Anyway. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, that's amazing. So yeah. Congrats on getting your Instacarts out and getting yourself back home from Georgia and t- attempting to decant a champagne. Um, I mean, you're just, you're doing a lot. Wasn't worth it. Thanks. And yeah, no, no, it, uh, it, it wasn't worth it. I, um, I did decant this. And, and again, this is a 2013. Uh, I read an article this morning on decanting champagne and how it may be becoming a thing. So as any responsible sommelier would, I thought, well, I have to try that. And uh, no, not a thing. I would just rather pour it into my glass. However, I do drink champagne um, out of a regular glass. I don't drink it out of a flute or out of a coupe, which are the the big open glasses Mm -hmm. that are supposedly on the breast of um depends on which urban legend you're following but uh champagne out of the out of a regular wine glass gorgeous i mean maybe you're maybe you're already achieving what they're trying to get everybody else to achieve you're just naturally that badass <laughs> maybe bad <laughs> <Atta> girl <laughs> maybe maybe oh, girl uh, so if you guys are interested in um, you know, going to Shelly's uh, Monday night events or checking out what the store has or any of that on Instagram. It's at House of Pure Vin. And then um, the website is at houseofpurevin.com. Yes. And you can contact me there and fire all of your wine questions at me. You know, yeah, I, I highly I recommend know it. the answer. I will happily say, well, let's go figure this out. <laughs> this is amazing. You are your passion makes me want to drink wine again. To be honest, I'm not gonna oh, lie to you. Yes, girl, open that bottle. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. I gotta go get a good one first. You know, just, just do it. Yeah. Oh no, I gotta I gotta keep steady on this track right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, share, and you can follow us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. And we also have a Facebook closed group where we share extra tidbits and tidbits. And it's called the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. So with that, thank you, Shelly. Homance out. Yeah, thank you. Shelly, beautiful time. Wonderful conversation. Sorry about Winston barking in the background. That's my No, don't apologize for that at all. That's my Instacart delivery. (laughs) (laughs) Timing. Homance out. (laughs) 